Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Ken and Curtis show is brought to you by FindMassMoney.com. Brighten up your bank account this fall by going to FindMassMoney.com. At the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio, brought to you by your New England Ford dealers, where they are celebrating Truck Month. Defeat any task with the capability and technology of Ford F-Series, America's in-stock and best-selling trucks for 46 straight years. Ken Laird here. I am in a buckle and a bind tonight, Ken Laird. It's Chris Curtis here. I I hate Notre Dame. Ooh, big game. I hate Notre Dame. You hate I, Ohio State. And I hate Ohio State. Yeah. I, I mean, i got to go Ohio State. Uh, I know I'm Catholic. Just worry about Louisville. 3 o'clock on the AM stick. I will say, top 10 sporting event for me in person was fall 2002, right around this time of year. Crazy Carl and Jordan and I went to Notre Dame, BC Notre Dame. Ty Willingham has them come out in the green jerseys, whatever they were. I'm colorblind. And the place went nuts. And BC, thanks to a jaw shot return for a touchdown, wins 14-7. And that was the death knell of the Ty Willingham era, and it was awesome. One of the great venues in all of sports. BC coming out of nowhere and ruining their year like they did in 1993. So uh, you almost had it last week. God, like another moral victory. Oh, BC, God, close. Suck. I I was watching the game, and I see the Patri- uh, Patriots. BC stop Florida State on third down, and I walk out of the room. I'm all excited. Like, okay, we got a shot here. Down whatever three, I think at the time. And they called the, this pa- the uh, personal foul face mask. <laughs> yeah. this idiot who wasn't even part of the play puts his hand on a face mask, cost them the game. Speaking uh, of college, and to spin it back to Bill, if they do go five and eleven, four and no, they got to go five and twelve, I guess. Whatever it is, four and thirteen. Right. Get the first round pick. Do you really want? Do you want Bill with the, another rookie quarterback? Do you actually want? Caleb Williams to come here with Bill, or is that based on the way that Mac has been handled here a bad idea? Well, there's a text that uh, I do not want Bill in charge of that, and there's a text about how Bill has been doing all of these things without consensus. Uh, Five hundred eight about he's been doing things based on his pride and his ego. The reason I brought up 
his kids on the staff as many times as I did has nothing to do with a personal I don't know them I, I I went to high school when Steven was at Rivers as a middle schooler Brian I met once when I went to the beast the Patriots uh, Chargers game in 2001 I don't know anything about them I have no relationship with them whatsoever it is not personal in any way the second you start choosing family over ability when you risk when you when you prioritize loyalty over ability you begin a steady decline and everything that the Patriots were founded upon with that dynastic period was based on do your job next man up we're all replaceable in that fear of losing your job the fear of, me, of seeing that Rodney Harrison was going to be there an hour before you or that Edelman was still going to be in there or that Dante Hightower was going to do this or you had Brady you had Gronk whatever Everybody was going in one direction, and it was towards winning. Everybody else can have the All-Pros. Peyton Manning can have all the stats. We win games. And that has gone to the wayside because as Bill Belichick, you can't say you're going to hold everybody accountable but refuse to hold yourself accountable or your kids. Or you promote Joe Judge a year after he nearly ruined the offense entirely. Yeah, well, Judge, it, Judge is a different story. But if you're on that team, if you're Mac Jones, and you believe Joe Judge is a guy running around the combine crapping all over you, yeah. and then you see him get promoted to assistant head coach, Drew, I don't care what... up a good punt block, though, this week. I, but the, I don't care about anything other than you have the inability to say you're doing what's in the best interest of the team because you can't convince anyone that your kids happen to be the most qualified people to lead your defense. But they're, uh, just to say this, their position coach is not coordinators. So why don't you have a defensive coordinator? Why don't they? Right. They do have one. They do not. Well, in title, I guess. But that's why I asked, why do they not have a defensive coordinator? Actually, didn't he get the title? Did he not get the title? Hey, I, I know he didn't. We, okay. can, we can Google it. But Patriots.com. They do not have a defensive coordinator. All right, but he's the coach in waiting. I mean, I think he's the clear leader of the, of the okay, group. Maybe somebody else can call in and answer the question. Why don't they have a defensive You tell me why. Answer your own question. Because he doesn't want to have his kid be superseded by someone else. I don't believe that. So then what you tell me. <clears throat> he doesn't like – he's weird with titles. I, I don't know. Okay, because for the entire time until his kids were on the staff, he had a defensive coordinator. Okay, well, I mean – Maybe Patricia had earned that he had been here longer. Maybe there's a period of time that Bill... About a year, usually. Okay. I mean, it is. I mean, if you go through the history of Bill Belichick, you know, Mangini had it after Cornell, but he had to wait a year. And then you had uh, Patricia had to wait. And then you had Brian Flores there. I mean, it's... They they are doing things that have nothing to do with winning. That have to do with setting your kids up and setting yourself up Mm -hmm. and avoiding blame. That's what they prioritize now at one Patriot place. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's go to uh, Raj in Chicago, where they've uh, had other uh, quarterback issues from the class of Mac Jones and the FBI. Uh, what's up, Raj? Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks so much for taking the call. Sure. What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, first of all, happy Mo Lewis Day, guys. Oh, all right. I was at that game the day that they played after 9-11, and Druzy came out with his brothers, and uh, John Rook did the awesome. Right before right. kickoff, he said, per direction of the, Uni- of the President of the United States, we are returning our flags from half-mast to full-mast after 9-11, and they had the uh, kickoff. Uh, great game that the Patriots lost, but obviously was remembered for the uh, Mo Lewis hit on uh, Drew Bledsoe. And, of course, the great Tom Brady's ascension to start him. Yes. Anyway, 
So, Curtis, I wanted to talk about this. I think you mentioned it on the Greg Hill show earlier this week about uh, Bedard and how he has kind of – it kind of leads into your point about how Belichick has just let the game go by him. You know how he said, all right, you need the elite quarterback with the serviceable talent around him like Mahomes or Burrow, or you need a solid QB like a B-plus with elite talent like what Miami has done with Tua. Right. It just goes to show how he has passed how Belichick is not willing to do the either one because for whatever reason, and I think to, for me, what I see is this is, I think it was you guys who posited this theory where he was forced to take Mac Jones back in 21. And he's been kind of just begrudgingly just going along with it because Robert Kraft said, Hey, you got to take a QB. And if Mac Jones is there, you got to, you're going to have him. Yeah, I think Greg. I mean, uh, Ken was the one sort of most behind the uh, the Zapruder uh, draft film of the the uh, the team drafting Mac Jones. I mean, I I'm so sick of I'm not with you, Raj, but in general with the uh, relitigating who picked who. The team is where they are. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft both own it because they have the opportunity to either demand changes or change things. And I am so exhausted by the. Who did this? Whose idea was that? Bill Belichick has elected to have a mediocre offensive line at best. He's elected to not surround Mac Jones with the requisite talent to be successful in today's NFL. And he has always placed a premium on putting premium players on defense because that's his side of the ball. If they have the choice of Mac or Caleb Williams? Oh my God, Caleb Williams. You trade Mac? Oh, my. if you can get Caleb Williams, of course. What are you talking about? I like Mac. I mean... You would take Mac over Caleb Williams? We, how many busts have we seen? I mean, even oh. from Mac's class. Every first-round pick is a bust. If Bill is to remain... Except the, the handful. The only hope he has is to find himself a transcendent quarterback that elevates the, the flotsam and jetsam around the... Yeah, area. but you just said it. I kind of agree with you. If they're going to take Caleb Williams, it's time to get a new coach. Okay, either way, if you have a shot at Caleb, Caleb Williams... You do whatever you can. Yeah. But I mean, the guy is a, a generational talent. That's what we said about how many guys coming out. Okay, Trevor Zach, Lawrence. Did just, you think Zach Wilson would be, be this bad? I didn't know a damn text? thing about Zach Wilson when he was oh, at BYU. You, you saw what everybody saw. What are you talking about? There the, was one The highlight. Mormon Mahomes. Okay, you never heard me say the Mormon Mahomes. I, a lot of people liked him. A lot of people liked Trey Lance. Niners traded up okay. nine spots to get what's two the difference, firsts What's to get the difference him? between Caleb Williams and those two? I don't know. Caleb I mean, Williams has actually got tape against elite teams in the Pac-12. Okay, great. I mean, who did Trey Lance? Was a, was an FCS guy at North Dakota State. And Zach Wilson played a year at BYU. Oh, about Justin Fields? Ohio played State big quarterbacks school? suck yep. in the NFL. Oh, okay. So they do. Them Look them up. <clears throat> I mean, what's the hit rate on Caleb Williams? 90%? Uh, 97.4. Oh, if it really is that high, then take him. But I, I, I mean, it's a bigger hit rate than winning a championship with Mac Jones as your quarterback. The, what, what, I mean, the hit rate on first-rate, first-round quarterbacks being elite has got to be like 10%. Okay. Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, the Elways, the Mannings, oh, the elite. Now we're going back to the early 80s. But I'm talking about people that were – not every first-round quarterback is the same. I mean, you have to be bad and bad in the right year to be really successful. Right. And go and, to a good team. And Trevor Lawrence, since he was a sophomore at Clemson, was the next guy. Peyton Manning, because of his dad, was always viewed as the next guy when he was at Tennessee. You have certain guys that are not just number one overall picks, but they are guys that are number one overall picks that have a transcendent talent set. Mm. 
617-779-7937. Let's go to John and Gardner. Hello, John. Good morning, boys. Thanks for taking the call. How are you? Um, Good, thank you. Very good, thanks. Um, Last year, I said that I was not optimistic going forward if Bill didn't start to demonstrate some ability to change and a willingness to change and adapt, which, by the way, in my opinion, he should have started years ago in how we treated Tom. He always treated Tom as harsh as everybody else, right? Well, at some point, he should have sort of migrated away from that. And, you know, what, is some sixth-round draft pick going to come in and say, hey, why are you treating him differently? Well, because that's Tom effing Brady, right? And then this year with the pop thing, to me, that, I mean, that's been talked about a lot. But to me, that was an example of him not changing and not being willing to adapt to the modern game. Again, I think he deserves more credit for developing Tom than he got because everybody thinks of him as a defensive and uh, special teams guy, which he is. But I think he helped develop Tom in the big picture of things. But since, you know... So why doesn't he develop anybody else like that? I know. Well, that's... Well, I mean, Tom is Tom, uh, you know. But you, you mentioned it about the culture beginning with McGinnis and those guys, right? And then Tom worked into it. And over the years, you had Tom for 20 years being the hardest worker or one of them setting the example. So how could guys not fall in line and, and get with the program? You don't have that now. So I think it's okay for us to say. But, but the, buy-in, was the buy-in, John, the buy-in, John, is requ- you, you need to be winning. People buy in when they – they'll subjugate right. their ego when they see a Super Bowl at the end of it. When they don't, Bill's act gets really stale really fast. And real old. I agree. I agree. But I just, he doesn't seem willing to adapt and change. And, you know, it's just going right, to be so the maybe way the it guy is. behind all the adapting and changing was the guy that left here four years ago. Maybe the guy that got yeah. the buy-in took it with them. And they won a championship in their first year. And guess what? Those bucks that are locked in in, <laughs> in cap jail for life are 2-0. <laughs> You're right. Uh, you're right. Yeah, I know. So I, we I've been, nobody's been more right about this than anybody in the history of the – like, I mean, I literally the have Bucks, called everything that happened. The Bucks Brady. are going to be awful by the end of the year. Go, They'll go be ahead, like John. the Patriots, right? Thanks, guys, if I'm still on. All right. See you later, John. Right. They later. play the Eagles uh, Monday night. Are you going to take Tampa? I'll be rooting for them. You will. <laughs> 617-779-7937. State of the Pats. Mike Cadlick on his way to New York. Weather report plus a uh, week review of what's happened over at the facility, which included – Marcus Jones going on injured reserve. That's not good. Uh, did see the return of some linemen, though, including Trent Brown, who got paid. That's good news. Yep. Um, maybe, maybe their first decent offensive line tomorrow. Is Calvin Anderson at right tackle still? Because if he is, yeah. holy cow. Yeah, I take it back. Here's Stiz ready to trend. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Red Sox beat the White Sox last night 3-2 at Fenway Park. Chris Sale went five innings, had seven strikeouts. Masataka Yoshida had an RBI single, which led to Devers bringing in the winning run in the bottom of the eighth. The two teams will run it back today for the second of the three-game series. First pitch at 4-10. Will Fleming and Joe Castiglione will have the call for you right here on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. Cooper Boardman will get you ready for the game starting at 3-10 with the Mass Mutual pregame show. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. The Patriots continue to get ready for their Week 3 tilt against the Jets down at MetLife Stadium. Kickoff Sunday at 1 p.m. The Pats have five players listed as questionable, including Mike Onwenu with an ankle, Cole Strange with a knee, Sidney Sow with a concussion. 
Christian Barmore with the knee and Jonathan Jones with an ankle. Cornerback Marcus Jones is on the injured reserve list after suffering a shoulder injury during last weekend's home loss to the Dolphins. Bill Belichick was asked yesterday about a timeline for Jones's return. Put Marcus Jones on IR. Yeah. Okay. 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 Without Marcus, you know, what does he bring? Yeah, that's you know, unfortunate. I would say had a really good rookie year, explosive player. Is it a season ending? I was on IR for right now, so yeah, for a while. The Patriots have also signed Bengals backup quarterback Will Greer to their 53-man roster. It's likely that Greer will be the number three quarterback behind Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, excuse me. Few great college football matches to watch today. Curtis's BC Eagles is at Louisville. You can catch that right here on WEI 8:50 a.m. at 3:30 p.m. Number four, Florida State is at Clemson. Number 19, Colorado at number 10, Oregon. Number 15, Ole Miss at number 13, Alabama. And number six, Ohio State at number nine, Notre Dame. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ken and Curtis right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Ken and Curtis on WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Yankees game already washed out today. They wouldn't move this game, would they? Too much rain? It's football, right? Got to get it in. Jets, Pats tomorrow. Kind of curious here on EEI. They, what was the last you're, time? You're they, the meteorologist. I don't know. I mean, Superstorm Sandy, do they cancel any games? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's good. No. We'll get it in. It's fine. I just, it, it is a mediocre foot, uh, NFL Sunday tomorrow. Uh, the 4 o'clock game, the highlight, the game we'll get here in, on a. Uh, I think CBS or Fox will be Mahomes against the hapless Bears, and then we have the Sunday night game isn't great either. I don't remember which one it is. But uh, today, college football is spectacular. It you is got good. Wow. Noon, you got Florida State going to Clemson, Death Valley. Our guy Sean McDonough on the call? Uh, on ABC, and I, I like Florida State minus two there. You do? I, yeah, big bounce so They almost game. lost to BC? Hey, God. you know. I, I was a big loser at BC. Look at me now. Um, and then at 3.30, you have Colorado heading to Oregon. And uh, there will be more money in that game than will be in MetLife tomorrow. Uh, and then tonight, the, the prime game of the year. I mean, this is going to be one of the top five college football games all year. Ohio State traveling to South Bend. Ohio State travels 
I was at the uh, Maurice Claret National Champion over, na- National Championship in uh, Tempe in 2002, and I have never seen people more drunk than Ohio. And I was hammered. <laughs> so Ohio State fans are – that was one of the great college football games of all time. Also, uh, Iowa-Penn State, pair of 3-0 and teams. Michigan and Rutgers is not a bad game. Harbaugh back. And I root for Michigan. It's probably because of Tom Brady. But uh, I, I, I hate Ohio State, but I hate Notre Dame more. So go Buckeyes. Can you just entertain me on this first-round pick? You, you said Caleb Williams' 97% hit rate? Yes. It's like it's going to work? Okay. Andrew Luck, yes, 2012. Yep. 2013, E.J. Manuel. Nobody ever said anything like they say about Caleb Williams, about E.J. Manuel at Florida State. 2014, Blake Bortles. Yep, I think he was third. He was not the number one pick in the draft. Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, number one picks is what we're dealing with here. 2015, Jameis Winston won one. Yep, Jameis Winston, I would not have said was a 97% chance hit rate, but I was surprised at how bad he was. Marcus Mariota, too, that year, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) dunno. Okay, I mean, Jared Goff. 2016, 1-1. Yep, nobody thought anything about Jared Goff being this. Everybody, like, rewind the tape. You, Penn, you Penn, were probably Penn. talking about Jared Goff in 2016, how good he would be. No, 20, Just like you're talking about Caleb Williams. 2016, I was... How uh, much of Caleb Williams have you actually watched? Nobody watches more Pac-12 than I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, Car- Carson Wentz 1-2 that year, by okay, the way. Okay, work with me here, okay? I'm not talking just number one overall pick. I'm talking about people <clears throat> that were generational talents, Elway, Peyton Manning, uh, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. Those are the four in my lifetime where I think of like... All right, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, underrated, uh, underperforming so far based on those expectations. He, okay, how he many... He obviously got a bad whoa, coaching whoa, situation. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think many, he's been as good as advertised? Whoa, stop. How many years did it take Peyton Manning to win a playoff game? All right, fine. So how many years did it take him? Uh, Five or six? I don't remember. Yeah. Four? He was drafted in 98. He didn't want a playoff yeah, game, horrible. I think, 3 Yeah, okay. Okay, so you ha- and he was 0-3 to start in the playoffs. I'm not saying he's a bust, but you're Trevor saying Lawrence had one of the great talent. comebacks in playoff history last year and beat Justin Herbert. I mean, Roethlisberger won in his second year. Okay, his first year he got his butt kicked by the Patriots in the <laughs> AFC Championship. Pick six to Rodney Mitch Harrison. Trubisky, second overall pick, 2017. But c- you're, you're not understanding. Baker like, Mayfield, 1-1. One, so, one. You sound like a moron saying you'd rather Mac Jones than Caleb Williams. If Bill is going to stay as the coach, I want to keep Mac. Bill and Mac don't get along. What are you yes, talking about? Yes, they do. He's, he's supported Mac. He's Bill na- Belichick? This year, he's now benching Zappy. He took the Zappy factor away. Ken. He's embarrassing Zappy. Okay, but he embarrassed Mac last year. I don't want Bill with another rookie quarterback. He right. will mismanage it like he did Mac. The, he doesn't value the quarterback position. Do you think that Bill Belichick at 72 will all of a sudden learn how to find and, and acquire wide receivers? He's acquired a few over his hey, time. You've got to answer the questions and you can't take an hour. Probably not. Okay, what is more likely that Caleb Williams will elevate a receiver or Mac Jones to a point where you're contending for a championship? Well, maybe they take a franchise tackle. Okay. Maybe they take the next Joe Thomas. didn't ask about tackle. I asked, which is more likely, Caleb Williams becomes a transcendent talent that is able to elevate the wide receivers around him, or Mac Jones is able to do that? I honestly think it's a coin flip. At least Mac, you know, has radio. is a I hit. Love, I love a coin flip. Okay, well, I'm not going to just lie and say, you just want me to say Caleb Williams is a slam dunk no, salvation. I'm saying that... If the, you're going to take him, I want Gerard Mayo. The Patriots today... Or Bill O'Brien. The Patriots today are not going to do what it takes to do like the Dolphins have for Tua for Mac Jones. 
And while I don't believe Mac Jones is the problem, I will say it again. Thank you. He is not the reason you're 0-2. Not only that, we saw in his rookie year with a competent coordinator, he was a playoff quarterback. Yeah, and you just wanted to rip Trevor Lawrence when Trevor Lawrence was down the way Mac Jones was and he took his team back to win the game. In three years, we found out he's better than Zach Wilson, yes, better than Trey Lance, and better than Justin. Right. I don't care if the guy is drafted in the fifth round. What I'm telling you is Mac Jones doesn't have the skill set to elevate the players that Bill Belichick was around him. I don't know how you can tell that. We still, based on everything you're complaining about that's around him, offensive line wise, receivers, everything else, we still cannot tell. Yeah, I, I have, I have seen enough to know that he is not that guy. Well, and so he could win if you give him the wide receivers, if you give him the offensive line, this team could contend. I just don't trust Bill Belichick okay. to we'll do let, that. We'll let Matt Grow draft the best receiver on the board. Yeah. If we did a poll starting next year, would you prefer Caleb Williams or Mac Jones? What do you think it would be? <laughs> that would be amateurish. I don't want to do that. That would be a childish poll. How? It's God actually, forbid. It's I put it's something on, on, on X. No, we're not going to ask the audience if they want to. It gets reaction. Do you think you're taxed enough? Yes or no? Don't put childish things on social media That's to get childish. reaction. Childish is the, Sports you, radio is above that. Childish is asking fans if you want to blame the refs. Not about That's my a, point. I'm saying you're, you're giving me hell about putting that poll up. Right. This isn't childish. This is a good poll. I'm just mocking your earlier criticism of my poll. But, but I are, like it. Put it up there. The poll is stupid to say, do you blame the refs? What fan wouldn't? Well, it was about 50-50, so half. said it was 70-30 an hour ago. It was 60-40. <laughs> Let's go to Jerome and Situate. I, I drum. Oh, I love it. I need a, Jerome, I need, I, need a, <laughs> uh, a good, I need a saying to, to encapsulate these times. Well, you know what? You might not be so happy after you hear this talk, Curtis. Um, every Saturday, I, I, I give you, you – you usually win over, over Ken, who I like. But you know what? Ken sounds a lot smarter than you today. Okay. I don't remember you, you when, when uh, Billy O'Brien was getting his butt chewed out by, by Tom Brady on the sideline. Happened I once in Washington. I don't remember you saying, oh, look at that, he – He's, he's having a pit like a little baby. I mean, I mean, I mean. If you really want to talk about this, Jerome, that happened once in Washington when the, when they were playing the then Redskins. You're talking about a guy at that time who had won three Super Bowls, bent to four, and won two MVPs. Oh, he did a lot of he did a lot of complaining on the sidelines. No, there's literally like, one video that you can go back to, and I believe it was the guy that had the um, that unique uh, flat top. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but it was a, a play in Washington that everybody cites, but it happened once, and as I just said, Tom Brady had already established himself as a Hall of Fame quarterback at that point. Well, why can't you give Ken Laird his, his due here? What are you talking about? What, 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 what am I wrong about, Jerome? Well, okay, where's, who's... um. Who's Max Brock that he can go to? Who's his welcome that he can go to? Who's well, his Hunter Henry's his tight end. Are you just comparing Hunter Henry to Brock? Is he? But I don't he know what your point is, Brock. Jerome. We don't I... know about Mac yet. Is what Jerome exactly is saying. He's absolutely Jack. right. How can we know? I, can you, you can if you watch the games. I mean, I mean, he. I mean, he is. We know he's not a bust. He is not a bust. Who said he's a bust? Okay, that's I all we know. I literally just said he's you, at least average. Caleb Williams is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. He could be Zach Wilson. He could be uh, Zach Wilson. Go through the list. NYU. Okay. Uh, how many Ken, guys did I just rattle you? off? Jameis Winston. Go ahead, Jerome. Okay, Ken. You know, I, I hate to bring it up so soon, but down here in Situate, we have a saying: you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. 
okay? And what, what are you giving this kid to, to cook with, as Bill Potzels would say? What, what kind of groceries are you? You're giving them cans of Spam and all that other crap? For crying out loud, let, let's give this kid a, a, a year. I'll, I'll badmouth uh, Mac, too, if he has a crappy year. But, damn it, he had a, he had a rookie of the year first year. Yep. Jerome, you are a treasure. Enjoy your Saturday, all right? Thank you, Ken. Keep up the great work. All right. That's Jerome and Situate. <clears throat> Something about a Sal's ear. Silk purses and Sal's ears. I, I have to say. Uh, Is that City Sal? I, I, there are certain people that you would take over someone else because of the potential. You're right. There have been busts all up and down the draft. I mean, for me, the the worst. Not all up and down the draft. I'm just saying, first round quarterbacks, the success rate is minuscule. Right, and what I'm talking about is first round and generational talent, first pick, not third pick in Blake Bortles or second pick in Mariota. If if Trevor Lawrence fails and falls on his face, that will be a maybe the biggest bust in NFL history. Did you think Mahomes would be as good as he is when he came out? Of course not. I didn't watch any Texas Tech. I couldn't tell you two things about his time. All right. So the guy that hit was a 10th round, 10th overall pick or whatever it was. Nobody had any any idea. So nobody has a clue of who the generational talents are. You want to compare Mahomes to Mack and where they were at this stage of their career? When was Brady drafted? Okay. Now you're changing the subject. Do you want to compare Mahomes to Mack at this stage of their career? I don't, but I'm just saying. You just did. No, I'm just saying you think Caleb Williams is great based on college. Right. Mahomes is great, the greatest we've seen since Brady. And we had no idea. Zero clue. Right. A square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. <laughs> Let's go to Neil in Tampa. Hi, Neil. Hi, Ken. This is Neil. So two things on this. Number one, Matt Jones has done nothing to earn any respect to be on the same level as Caleb Williams, who hasn't played it down in this league. And if you traded Mac and you could get Caleb Williams, it's not like it's going to be hard to restart. There's a million Matt Jones out there. They're all over the league. Even Zappy was taking his place. He won a couple games last year. You know, so I mean, it's not like any any GM in the world would would take Caleb Williams. That's the most craziest take I've ever okay, heard. Okay, but well, Curtis just said pump the brakes because it took uh, Peyton Manning four years to win a playoff game. So now we have to give Mac four years if we're going to be fair about that. <laughs> not to mention what, what? the crap he's got around him. I'm going to do a poll right now. Who do you <laughs> want the Patriots to have next year? Who has Caleb Williams ever beat? Like, what? He had one good year. They lost in the Cotton Bowl to Tulane. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like this all of a sudden he's the next coming. I, I, I think he, it is also the manner in which he plays the position, which is ability to improvise, which is something Wiggy has spoken often about, and that is a, a key component that the Patriots – that's why you fell in love with Malik Cunningham a month ago. I mean – Bring him back. They probably will at this point. It, it Mac has been dealt a crummy hand, and thank you. Thank you. It's weird. You unload on Mac on this show. I'm not you unloading. You defend him all week, and then you you unload on your guy on Saturday. Okay. If D said Ryan Gosling called, I'm leaving for him. It's not really a shot at you. It's it's Ryan Gosling. I mean, he's a, he's a handsome man. Okay. The, We're both Ken. Great point. Uh-huh. It is Kenway. It is Kenway. Let's go to Jim in Providence. Hello, Jim. <laughs> Yes, how are you today? All right, Jim, how are you? Thank you. Very good, thank you. Um, I'm really shocked at the amount of negativity around Mac Jones. I mean, 
the kid has been a victim of cir- circumstance. I think we saw what his potential was his rookie year when he had a true offensive coordinator. Um, what Belichick did, who is the one that really needs to take responsibility for all these calls, I mean, the kid has not had a single decent offensive line in front of him now for two years. Um, and I heard that there's been a lot of criticism of uh, Ramadre Stevenson. I mean, the kid cannot run if the line can't block. And this year, it's been horrendous. It has been, Jim. You're right about that. But that doesn't excuse Bill O'Brien for running into the line on second and third down. So there are other guys to blame. But generally, he's right. There has been... Have you been surprised at the Mac criticism? Not just shine. Yeah, I, 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 he's not the reason you're 0-2. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Mac Jones has had the, the throws to close out the first half to make it 16-14 in week one in a game that we all discussed as a tough spot for him given the overwhelming shadow of the Brady return. But the issue for me with Mac is that, so you make it 16-14, we have this incredible halftime show, you come out, you get the ball to start the second half, and it felt like this is old school Patriots. They get it to within two before the half, they get the ball to start the second half, they're going to take the lead. Three and out. And it's just these sort of, and I maybe it's the play call, Maybe I mean, I don't know the specific intricacies of who's most to blame in all of these instances. However... But you know, one team has Waddle and Tyreek, and... You've got Hunter Henry, to your point. Exactly. but Good, solid, tight end. But it's this circular argument where we actually agree. Bill Belichick is to blame most for where they are with this roster. He has not done a good job of either chopping out Mac from his knees last year, removing any good coaches, to this year, right. inability or dis- just defiance in the, in the face of adding talent. Taking Tyquan Thornton who has as much ca- many catches this year as I do, ahead of George Pickens, who had a 70-yard touchdown catch last week. He has just bumbled, bungled, and totally been derelict in his duty as, in charge, as the guy in charge of this roster when it comes to composing and putting together an offensive line and weapons that are in any way representative of those that you're competing most against in your own division. Well, it has yeah. been a failure of the highest degree. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Our Patriots beat reporter Mike Cadlick next. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app, and take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. All right, Curtis, you can never go wrong with first round pick draft talk, but we'll get back to the Mac v. Caleb debate. Here in a second on the Kendon Curtis Show from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. Mike Cadlick is headed down to New York. Have you left yet, Cadlick, our Patriots beat reporter on the Harbor One Hotline, or getting ready to depart? Uh, I am getting ready to depart. I am still in Boston. Uh, it's going to be a nice, fun drive down. But uh, no, I haven't left yet. I'll be leaving soon. But uh, thanks for having me. Happy Saturday. Good to talk uh, to you. Uh, Ryan's Deli stop on the way. Split the distance. <laughs> Uh, where is it? I've never even heard of it. Never heard of Ryan's Deli? Oh, my God. No. It's it's in Connecticut. It's in, I think, Vernon, Connecticut. It's, uh, off you go. Would you take an 84 or you go on 95? That's the big question. Probably 95. 
Oh, well, that ruins this. But the next time you take yeah, 84 right. to Manhattan, it is uh, about halfway, about 90, 90 minutes or so in Connecticut, the best deli okay. around, awesome spot, world-famous Ryan's Deli. All right, either on the way down or back, I'll, I'll, I'll hit it up and I'll, I'll do a uh, status update for you. They don't have any chicken Caesar salad pizza, so I don't know if it'll be up your alley. Oh, what the hell? I'm not going then. That's crazy. <laughs> There was right, a, uh, yesterday on Twitter, Curtis, there was a, uh, a chicken and waffles pizza that I came across. And I've uh, never had it, but I would certainly try it. I, this is going to be a really bad admission. I have never had fried chicken and waffles. That seems like the new hot dining really? craze, but I've never had it. Maybe I'll try that this weekend. Yeah, you should. All right, Mike. Well, either way, just on a quick, another quick aside. I, the hell? I was at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Humble brag. I obviously left Friday. I wasn't rich enough to stay for the game. But I had fried chicken in Atlanta. It is like I had. I was with Greg in Nashville for the golf tournament. I had brisket there. It's different than any brisket I've ever had here. The brisket we have here shouldn't even be called brisket. And I can say the same thing for fried chicken. It's just different. Everything about it was so much better. But anyway, go ahead, Greg. Okay. Greg, Jesus, what what the hell happened with the segment? Can, can we on, ask Curtis. you a football okay. question or two? All right, Cadillac, Friday, sure. what, is, what is the news that we need to know? And uh, were you there for the Belichick three-minute presser, and what happened? I, uh, I was there for the Belichick presser. It was uh, as absurd as it sounded from the outside with all the reports that came out because, you know, again, like you guys mentioned, Friday is sort of the, the laid-back bill day. He comes in, and he started that way with, his, with a smile on his face. He gave us the old happy Friday. And then all of a sudden they cut it after, like you said, like three or four questions. So I don't know if there was something behind the scenes going on or if it was just the fact that he didn't like the questions being asked. But, uh, yeah, he went from uh, pretty pretty normal in Friday Bill to uh, pretty miserable and scurrying off rather quick. So uh, I don't know what happened. I think it's probably just a case of we're 0-2 and there's no real room for uh, for messing around right now. It's all business. Um so, yeah, it was, it was definitely strange, something I've never seen before. I've only been around the beat for like two years, but uh, it was definitely definitely something very odd to see. Yeah, this is a interesting Sunday. I go back to last year, Mike, where you had that pick six where for a moment it felt like the season ended before your eyes until you saw yeah. the pa- roughing the passer call. But this team this year feels like this is a swing game, not for you know a playoff team because who knows, but – the future of this roster and its relationship with the head coach feels somewhat precarious right now. If they lose tomorrow and it's not pretty, is there a chance this totally falls off the rails? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, you look at their schedule coming up, right? And you have Dallas and the, I mean, the Saints may be winnable, but then you go Dallas, Vegas, at Vegas, Bills, Dolphins. And it's like, okay, this can go from 0 and 3 to 1 and 6 really fast. And, Again, I was the guy who was pretty optimistic and was able to find some wins in this in this schedule. But, I mean, you're talking about potential. I know they've since denied it, but players-only meetings after two weeks and you don't having to go to the podium and say, we're not a bad football team. Like, little things like that that happen after only two weeks. Yes, I, I 100% think this is as close to a must-win in week three as possible. Um, I mean, again, you can't, you can't go 0-3 against – uh, teams and playing close and then expect to beat, you know, teams like Dallas and Buffalo and, uh, and others like that. So, yeah, this feels like a must win because, again, you're not going to – if you can't beat the Jets and Zach Wilson, what makes you think you're going to be able to go and beat the, you know, the potentially 3-0 and Dallas Cowboys after three weeks? So, yeah, you got to get it done here. It feels like a, uh, a must win and they can't lose. And on top of that, you're 0-2 in the division and you haven't played the Bills yet. Right. Who you haven't beaten in years. Exactly. So, 
Right. Say, well, when there hasn't been a 70-mile-an-hour wind gust. Go, go ahead, Ken. Who plays on the O-line, and how involved is Demario Douglas Sunday? So the O-line, I'm going to think – I'm thinking that this is going to be their, the closest they've got this season to uh, what they expected coming out of the offseason, where you have Trent Brown on the left, uh, Cole Strange at guard, Andrews in the middle – Right guard will be Mike Onwenu, and right tackle will be Calvin Anderson. Now, I think that their plan was to play Riley Reese there this year. Then he gets hurt. Anderson was going to be their swing guy. Um, I've sort of talked about how it's and it kind of got um, shot down on Twitter, and probably rightfully so, but how Calvin Anderson has actually been, you know, better than advertised. And I only say that because he was able to come in and he's played two straight games every snap of the ball after being on uh, the NFI list and – uh, missing the entire year training camp. So not that he's been good, but he's been uh, probably their most reliable piece so far because everybody else has been actually injured. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be Brown. Like I said, Brown, uh, Strange, Andrews, Onwenu, Anderson, and it's the closest they've gotten. So um, it's not great because it's your third iteration of an offensive line in three weeks. And as much as you want the best players on the field, what's just as important with an offensive line is continuity and guys, you know, knowing how to work together and work off each other and find blocks and, you know, things like that. So um, if they can get it going this week and then sort of have that stability with those five or some iteration of those five going down the stretch, then uh, I think that'll be important. So it's uh, it's a step in the right direction for the offensive line this week, definitely. When will Bill Belichick accept the necessary uh, improvement in the skill position players when it comes to competing in this division? Is it something he will just fight until the end, that he will just never pay premium money for those guys? Because you watch the, whether it's Garrett Wilson this tomorrow, or you look at what the Bills and the Dolphins have. I mean, it's just, you're in a different category altogether in watching the amount of energy, the effortless way in which Mike McDaniel is able to find guys open for a guy like Tua who has a similar arm strength as Mac Jones, and the absolute haul tractor pull it is for the Patriots to get anything going on offense. Yeah, it's odd. Um, I'm with you, and I don't know if he'll ever ever come to terms with it because uh, the closest thing they have on this roster, and this is going back to Ken's second question from before, the second closest thing they have to that is a six-round six rookie in DeMario Douglas who in week one caught like four catches and had their longest reception outside of a Ramondre Stevenson screen that he was able to break. And then last week against Miami, he has two first down catches, was able to make two guys miss and run and, you know, whatever he did. And then he, he fumbles an honest mistake that a rookie's going to make. And then Bill just like puts him in the doghouse, almost like, like you said, Curtis, like he's, he sees it and he doesn't want to accept that. Wow. I have one of these guys. So the second he makes a mistake, it's like, all right, yeah, sit down. You're, you're not good enough. Let's go back to our, our possession receivers who can't shake off a shake a cold. And so, yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I wish I had almost like a better answer as to why he doesn't want to go that route. But, I mean, you talk about these quarterbacks, and you know, again, like you said, with Tyreek Hill going to Miami, Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo. Um, even Cincinnati did it with Jamar Chase when they drafted uh, drafted Chase for Barrow. It's like, get these guys weapons and guys who can be more than just a, a jump ball possession receiver that, you know, they think they have in Parker or someone in Juju who I was high on, but – I mean, clearly isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to do it for them, uh, at least not yet, it doesn't seem. So I, I don't know what the answer is, but they, uh, they absolutely need to – he needs to suck it up or figure, figure something out at that position because it just hasn't been good enough over the last couple of years. I see your news story up at WEI.com. 
number one player to watch, Garrett Wilson from the Jets. <clears throat> and you think Gonzalez will be matched up with him uh, pretty much uh, throughout the game? Yeah, this feels like Gonzalez's first true like shadow game, in my opinion, because you know week one was you know you had two threats in Brown and Brown and Smith, and they sort of you know worked them off and worked both against uh, their other cornerbacks and what have you, and sort of make it make it tough to know what we're going to do in coverage. Last week was the same way with Hill and Waddle. Um, he didn't play exclusively up, exclusively on one guy because they didn't have their John Jones shadow that they usually do, and so Gonzalez was kind of on both guys. This week it feels like a shadow game. Gonzalez, who has been one of the better corners, not only as a rookie, but one of the better corners in football through two weeks. A um, couple highlight real plays, obviously the, the sack in the fourth quarter, the interception in the fourth quarter. And my big thing with him is not only is he making, like, making top-tier cornerback plays in the NFL, but he's doing it in crucial moments. Again, you talk about the, a fourth-quarter sack, a fourth-quarter interception. He just seems like that dude so far. He's been the one real bright spot for this team. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be his first real test. Again, Zach Wilson is a guy who um, – he's one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. Uh, he is that wide receiver we just talked about, Curtis, that, you know, can break one off for 80 yards. He can, you know, shake a guy off in the open space. He, you get him the ball anywhere on the field, and he has a chance to break it for six, uh, something the Patriots don't have. So it's going to be a big test for Gonzalez. I'm excited to see it. Again, you talk about Ken. That's sort of my – that's my one-two punch on who to watch on the, on the field top two players and then it's also my my top matchup to keep it keep an eye on this week it's uh it'll be exciting it'll be exciting and your final score i am gonna go 17 to 9 patriots i think it's gonna be low scoring i think uh both belichick's and mayo give wilson fits again zach wilson stinks against the patriots i don't see that changing uh what the offense needs to do to win this game is First of all, not start as poorly as they have, and they need to finally jump out to a start. They also have to take – they've had a few methodical 10-play drives. They just haven't finished them. This week it's time for them to finish them. Not that we have seen anything for me to expect it, but that's what they have to do. I think they know that, um, and I think they get a couple in the end zone this week. 17 points isn't great, but a 17-9 win will at least start the fact and the feeling that they can win a football game. So I'm going Patriots 17, Jets 9. All right, before you head down south to uh, the lovely Meadowlands, weigh in on a big debate Ken and I have had. If all things are equal, at the end of the season, you have the opportunity to take Caleb mm-hmm. Williams. Would you take Caleb Williams, or would you continue your, your slog with Mac Jones? Huh. I go Caleb all day. Thank you. I think Caleb Appreciate Williams is uh, he's a stud. He's the best quarterback prospect. Prospect since Trevor Lawrence, which isn't Thank saying much, but Lawrence was the best one since Andrew Luck. Um, but what about Trey Lance? <laughs> Sorry, I was just I mean, again, there's a chance that – no, there's a chance that these guys bust, and I get it. But, um, no, I mean, I, I am a Mac guy just like you, Curtis, but I right. think you need a lot put in like place. It. And if, if, you have, if you have the opportunity to take Caleb Williams, you have to take Caleb Williams. The Arizona Cardinals are going to do it, and they have Kyler Murray. Like, right. you're just – you have to take the guy. It's, it's once in a lifetime. You can't miss on him. Um, you need that sort of guy who can make every throw and also make players miss on the ground. So uh, I'm a Caleb Williams guy all day. So I, I Sorry, one last thing. I keep delaying your trip, but I thought of this. Watching that awful Giants-Cardinals uh, game last week, you mentioned the Cardinals. They're going to yeah. take him. Is this going to be one of the more pathetic second halves? I think um, – who's their quarterback? I oh, another first-round pick, bust, Daniel Jones. No, 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 no. The uh, Cardinals guy. <laughs> Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs had a, Josh I think he had like over 130 yards passing in the first quarter. He barely even threw again. <laughs> I mean, it was 
embarrassing how intentional yeah. that loss was. Do you think that this could get really yeah, ugly to the point that they have to make some changes? I wouldn't hate to see it, um, and I, it wouldn't shock me if they did. It's sort of all these leagues are sort of copycat off each other, and obviously it's a thing in NHL and NBA. So um, again, if things keep going down the line like this and like they have, then yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it, and it wouldn't shock me if they end up putting on one in. One in. So because again, the second like the Cardinals made the trade in you know, last year with uh, with Houston at the top of the draft, everyone's like, oh, Cardinals are going to be the worst team in football. They're going to have the first pick and the third pick. Like it's basically been a shoe in for almost a year now that the Cardinals were going to have the first pick. It's kind of strange, and it's not a good way to uh, kind of go about it. So, yeah, I, I would put in a lottery. And one more thing, Curtis, before I go. Uh, Will Greer, third quarterback, highlights. I posted one, but I thought of you. I did it from two preseason games ago, so it wasn't a uh, a three years ago West Virginia highlight. But he's actually been balling out uh, this preseason with Dallas. So, look, I don't think Will Greer is going to be the second coming, but – uh, I, uh, I find it interesting that I feel like their quarterback carousel is finally stopping now with Mulder. I think they're going to see him around here for a little while. All right. Well, bizarre. I mean, Matt Corral, I mean, a guy that, you know, I feel like there's going to be some, uh, some, some oral history of his, of his bizarre time with the Patriots. Mike, we got to run. Yeah, he's, Thank it's you. Like that, it's like that Simpsons meme. All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks. All right. See you. Have a safe, safe travel. What a terrible clock. Bye, guys. It is the uh, Ken and Curtis show live at Fenway park. Cadillac on his way to New York. Talking Pats and jets here on EI. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.